Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of No Ceilings. If this is your absolute first time listening in, this is a show that spotlights bold and brilliant women who've made significant strides in their respective industries. I'm Julie Carbone, advertising and media executive and host of this show. In each episode, I dig into stories that we are all curious and inspired from. You will hear sound advice and insight from all these brilliant ladies. New episodes are available regularly on all audio players, so please make sure to hit the follow button. It actually has a bigger impact than you think. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with real estate mogul, founder and CEO of Londono Realty Group, the one and only Tatiana Londono. Her brokerage firm that she built from the ground up is one of the largest firms in Canada, with more than 100 agents, two offices in Canada, one in Miami, Florida, and currently she's generating more than $1 billion in billings annually. In 2008, her bright smile and blonde curls caught the eye of a television production company, who then offered her the opportunity to star in her own reality show, The Property Shop, which was on HGTV. The show was an instant hit, and she's actually one of the first who started real estate reality TV. This powerhouse woman launched Real Estate High Rollers, a coaching business for other real estate looking to take her business to the next level. She also even created a book called Real Estate Unfiltered. Tatiana is a mother, an entrepreneur, and a born leader. And with her drive, down-to-earth business sense, impressive sales, and branding skills, I am sure you will love what Tatiana has to say. So get right to it. Welcome, Tatiana, to the No Ceilings Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. I always love to start my episodes by going back to the beginning, back to the back to your upbringing. Your parents actually immigrated from Colombia when they were a young couple. Your dad worked in real estate. So I would love to know what was that upbringing? Um, were there certain attributes or even things that you did as a child that led you to becoming the entrepreneur that you are today? What I did do as a child, I always wanted to make money. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that in order to make money, you needed to be a professional because that's what my father always said, because my father came from the old country, (laughs) (laughs) Colombia. And you know what? That's what you wanted for your kids. You want, I want that for my kids. You know, you want them to get that university diploma because it's higher education, higher education statistically gives you more opportunities. Now, Are those statistics going to change five years from now? Perhaps. But for now, statistically, if you have a university degree, statistically, you make more money. Okay, so we associate that. So as a child, yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a doctor. I always wanted to be a lawyer. And I always wanted to make money. I knew how important money was. Money was always an issue in my house because my Mm. parents were working class people. Okay, So I always found a way to make money. So when I was nine, I had the lemonade stand. When I was younger, maybe I was even eight, I had a, um, what do you call this? Yeah, like a... I had a garage sale selling my mom's old stuff. She didn't even know I was selling it. And uh, I remember I sold her wallet to somebody and mm. go get it back and pay them back because it wasn't. <laughs> I was just grabbing stuff. I always had a part-time job. Yeah. And that's okay. There's some people who just want the security of a job. I just loved money. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it wasn't, oh, I want to serve people, blah, blah, blah. At the time, I was too young to think about 
those things. I didn't have a family when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. I wanted to make the most money possible so I didn't have to burden my parents yeah. with debt. My father was always a risk taker. So it, it's mm-hmm. really in my DNA. That's my it. mother was the steady paycheck. My father was the risk taker. So that worked out because when it didn't work out, when the risk didn't work out, guess whose paycheck was there? My yeah. mom. Okay. Yeah. And she'd never complain and she'd come home. And you don't think of these things when you are young. Yeah. She must have been freaking tired. Mm-hmm. But she'd come home to make sure that we had dinner served at the same time every single night. Yeah. My father, on the other hand, was the risk taker. He wanted to do more for himself. So he was the one opening companies and he was the one who ended up being a realtor in the family. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all began. Where it all begins. I never where, thought I would be a realtor, but my father was the first. I read that you opened up like a telemarketing uh, business, I think, with your husband or no? Or I always say real estate saved my life. So I really do believe that the purpose of that telemarketing company, because I didn't learn how to run a business really. Well, things change over the years, right? There was yeah. no Facebook. There was no social media. Everything was expensive. If you wanted to advertise, you had to put a really expensive ad in the newspaper. Things were very different. Uh, but I'll always say real estate came after me. I didn't come after real estate. All roads lead to real estate. So when we opened that telemarketing company, life was good. I had, I just had my babies. I got married, had baby two, number one, and had baby number two. When baby number two came along, um, the FTC in the States changed the rules because a lot of people, older people especially in America, were being scammed by um, telemarketing companies that were frauding people, right? So they just changed the rules for all the Canadians and everybody calling into a home, okay? When they did that, it was impossible to make a living, Because there was the do not call list. And everybody was getting scammed at the time. It was sad. So they made life very difficult. And we just didn't see a future in the call center business. Another thing was there was way too much competition. Montreal was the capital of call center. It's true. Okay. So because all the English people who don't speak French would work in call centers. So there was some serious talent in the business. But we had a family. People were getting into trouble. You couldn't, you know... You couldn't supervise everything that was going on. And we didn't want trouble. So we shut that down. What were we going to do next? I had two babies. I had a lifestyle. We had a house, lived in a nice neighborhood. We had two gorgeous cars. So first thing we did was got rid of the cars. Times were tough. Um, Second thing, um, we didn't didn't want to get rid of the housekeeper. That was for sure. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do? We got to sure the housekeepers anyway. But no, things were really dire. And we had no income coming into the house. We had savings, but no income. And this is going somewhere. No, but I understand. You had no cash flow at the moment. So you were like, I need to figure it out. But all things lead to real estate. I'll get into it. Yeah. My husband and I got saved by the real estate folders. Mm -hmm. So then my father approached us. And said, and we still were unemployed. It didn't occur to me. And he said, Tat, why don't you become a real estate agent? Go get it. Go get your license. I'm like, Dad, there's already a real estate agent in the family. I don't need to. And he says, 
Tatiana, it doesn't matter. You'll be a great realtor. He goes, you're a great telemarketer. You're a great salesman. People like you. Get into real estate. So I said, okay. So I did the course. I had no intention of becoming a real estate agent. I didn't care about real estate. I didn't give a shit what a house was made of. I knew nothing. <laughs> I love this. What I wanted to do is make money. And that's mm-hmm. why today I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. It is the fastest way to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time if you dedicate yourself. A lot, I get a lot of criticism with that one because realtors don't want everyone else to think it's easy. Maybe it's not easy for them. But for mm-hmm. me, to get into a career that at the time only took me three months, because at the time it was only three months. Yeah, now it's like a year, I think. Because yeah. they had to regulate it. So at the time, it only took me three months. And I could start making 20000 10000 15000 all at once. I'm sorry, but that is crazy. Yeah. Right. So then I said, I made my first deal in six weeks. I said, wait a second. If I could do this in six weeks once, what if I do it over and over and over and over again? Yeah. And that's how my career started. Yeah. And <laughs> well, it's a fascinating career. And, and I, I heard you say somewhere that I think after your first sell, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a duplex in Atwater um, or some sort, I, it was a duplex. And then you were like, Oh, you know what? I think today I got my check. So I'm going to sleep in. And then I think your dad called you. I'll never and was- forget that. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was, it, it, the sun was out. I had just graduated. That's what happened. I had just got my license. I, I passed. And I said, I want to, I said, I want to relax. I just want to chill. Yeah. I, I've been going to school like a, like a kid every single day because that's what it was. It was three months, but it was an intensive. It was five days. Two babies. Yeah, it was five and two babies at home five days a week. And we had to do every other weekend too. I remember that. That's why it was three months. So then I said, I need to chill. I need to relax. I'm a sleeper. I need my sleep. I don't mm-hmm. believe in the bullshit of the morning miracle. Me neither. Okay. I'm, the morning miracle, you have to wait up at four and meditate. Good. If that's good for you, you do it. Yeah. You do you. I need my sleep. So with that said, I said, dad, I need to sleep. He says, no time for sleep. You get into the office right now. So there I was, I got dressed and I sat there next to my dad at Remax for a couple of months until I was ready to leave because I, I didn't, I didn't like the Remax atmosphere. My father loved it. He had all his friends there on Fridays. He'd go, you know, he'd do his lunch and he was like, Mr. Mr. Hollywood in at Remax. I didn't feel comfortable there. I left and I went to Sutton. And then from Sutton, I opened my own agency. And I've been through, you know, the success, the failures. I've done it all. And this is why I coach realtors as well. And I think this is why we're so popular in our city. Who yeah. would have thought that an immigrant named That's what, yeah. agency would be one of the top agencies in Quebec and Canada for that matter. Yeah. Who would have thought? And I think it's because it's unfiltered. Tatiana, my book, Real Estate Unfiltered. Yes. Real Estate, the un- intro. <laughs> Real Estate yeah. Unfiltered is because I tell it like it is. I'm not afraid to speak. I believe maybe in the past, but women today have an impact. Shattered the glass ceiling. in yeah, real estate. Thank God. They have shattered the glass ceiling. They have plenty of opportunities. The top realtors in the world are women. Good. Okay. As men. So it's not a problem. 
Not okay. a problem. In fact, here's another reason to get into real estate. <laughs> yes. Real and estate I mean, I agree with you 100%. And I'm glad that, to see that there's an evolution. Um, you were the first to do a real reality show um, One about realty. It was called Property Shop, correct? Yeah, the Property Shop. I wanted to know your take on, first of all, that experience, but also what do you... F- what do you think of today's reality shows re- regarding real estate with the homes and, you know, the different locations or, or what do you think is missing maybe? Yeah. So that's a good question. So I really do believe um, that thanks to shows that I pioneered yes. <laughs> along with Hans Rosenstein, because it was his risk, Hans, uh, Wally Abbey Media. Um, they're still making some good Netflix shows, by the way. I didn't know it was them. They're making some great TV shows. But anyway, all that to say, um, I really do believe that these shows have helped the real estate sales industry. It really made it sexy for people. It, it, It motivates people to dream and to do something other than what they thought they had to do. And uh, I think it's great. And the truth is real estate agents do live these lives. Is it bullshit? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Real estate agents, like there's this one that I love. His name is Oren Alexander. The life he lives is bigger than a movie star. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he, Which show is that? He's not on a show. He's okay. a real, he doesn't have time for a show. He's, uh, he's out of uh, Florida and New York and he sells real estate all over the world with his brother. And, uh, you know, him and... And, and Tal Alexander. Anyway, all that to say, they live rock star lives. And so what I love about these shows is that it show the rock star life. Now, what is it missing this industry right yeah. now? It's missing real life. Okay. These are dream shows. Not everybody could afford, we call it property porn. Like it's, yes, these are, but this is what TV is about. It's about dreaming. It's yeah. about goals. It's about, wow, look at that house. It's about curiosity. Aspirations, yeah. Exactly. So that's what's great. But what's missing is, hey, how does the common guy live? And this is why my show was so great. Um, I think the only reason we had to stop my show at the time is because uh, at the time, the market crashed in 2008. Yeah. So that's why it stopped, because no one was interested. Everybody mm-hmm. was losing their pants in real estate in 2008. Um, and mine was an American show. It yeah. wasn't a Canadian paid for show. Yeah. It was an American. The Americans came to get me. By the way, the Americans have always been my biggest fan. I love you, USA. If anyone in America is watching this, thank you very much. I'd yes. say they were my biggest fans. Um, anyway, all that to say, uh, yeah, I think we're missing maybe the real life side of it. A real life side, like you know, I the had struggles. my property shop. Mm-hmm. It yeah. told the real story of a buyer and a seller. Yeah, a real life, like. 600,000, not these $20 million, $30 million, but if they're making those shows, it's because that's what people want to see. That's it's business. Yeah. Yeah. The visuals and it's so beautiful to watch. And like you said, you're dreaming of these properties or, or of the lifestyle of being a realtor. Exactly. So therefore you want it in a setting that's sexy and that's gorgeous. You know, I see some little condo of 500,000, but I think that that story is an interesting story. I agree. Versus the Hollywood glam, but people love Hollywood glam. I guess they they work all day. They want to come home and veg.
I would love to talk about your high rollers program, which is essentially your coaching program. If I'm not mistaken, it started off as something more organic that you were sharing with people. And then you, you decided to put it online and decided to generate revenue from it. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? I, I just started it like organically selling my coaching. I'd do it live and then I'd sell the, the videos. And then after the, the, the online videos. So then I became quite popular on TikTok, as you know. And yes, I do. <laughs> and so <laughs> when that happened, I, I was still selling just on itself organically through ClickFunnels. By the way, I love Russell Brunson. Hmm. And through click funnels, I was selling just automatically my online. But then I got the opportunity, again, young hustlers in their 20s. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're a star. You should sell coaching. So I said, oh, who has the time? I sell real estate. Yeah. Um, real estate brings you the big bucks. I sell a million dollar property if I double, well, back in the day when I could double it, and now we have to be represented on both buyer seller. But at the day, uh, back in the day, I could make a full 5% commission on a million dollar, that's $50,000. Okay. Mm. I said, why would I waste my time like uh, uh, coaching? Because you're selling it too cheap. You're giving away your secrets for nothing. Are you crazy? And then I started talking. Okay. You know what I love about TikTok? The community. Their comments. Oh, forget that. I hate them. But the trolls, I hate. But that's yeah. it. No, but the positive ones. Yeah, the positive ones. The good, you have to take it with the bad. Yeah, true. Right? So my, the other creators on TikTok are so amazing. At least the ones I've met. The ones mm-hmm. in real estate, the entrepreneurs, they were like, Tatiana, show me one of your videos. And we're sharing together. Like, they have no reason to help me. Okay? And I'm like, well, here. And they're like, Oh my God, the production value. What are you crazy? One of the guys, Tom, I love him. He's a section eight property specialist in the States. And he, he's, he, he says, Tat, I basically take my phone and this is how I do my videos. You have this huge production. You should be selling them for $5,000, $6,000. And I'm like, what? All that to say, these kids, kids in their twenties decided to plan a whole business for me of high ticket coaching where I would get what I deserved. And some people still think it's, it's, it's too affordable. And I said, okay, in exchange, I'm going to offer my, the people who believe in me and the people who sign up the blueprint to my real estate success. Mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce them to my marketing team. I'm going to introduce them to my TikTok guy. I'm going to introduce, who happens to be my son, but still he's a professional. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce them to everything I do to make the kind of money and commissions I close in real estate. Yeah. And so that just happened in September and it's rocking and rolling. It's people are very happy. They're they're They can't believe it. They yeah. can't believe it. It's just, they say I've been scammed, not scammed, but empty promises by so many coaches out there. And I'm not saying they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Some coaches are fucking amazing, okay? They don't know how to market their shit anymore because guess what? If you don't know how to market on social media, you're screwed, okay? (laughs) So there are plenty of great coaches out there. They just don't, whatever. I don't care about the coaches, but there are a lot of bad coaches out there that give a bad name to the coaching community. 
I totally agree. And if someone would be interested to follow your program, where would they need to go? Well, other than on social- they have to be real estate agents. So that's right. another thing. A lot of the kids come, oh, I want to learn real estate. Could I do that? I'm like, that's great. Go get your license. Come back to me when you've made a couple of sales. So number one, you got to be a real estate agent. Number two, you have to have money to invest in marketing and grow your business. Number three, you have to pay me. It's not free. I work for a living just like everyone else does. So in exchange, it is affordable though. We have payment plans, but, but yeah. So those three things, you have to have enough money for to pay for the course. Number two, you have to have money to invest in your business and marketing because yeah. I could show you how to make a lot of money, how to make many transactions in real estate. But if you don't have money to put in the marketing funnel, and that has nothing to do with me, it has to do with marketing yourself. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I usually the best student is the one who's stuck, the one who makes a hundred, 150,000 and doesn't know how to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. How do I make more money? So those are the, the good ones. Okay. But yeah, I'm very happy. Everything I do with real estate works out. I'm so yep, happy. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going good. Um, so, I mean, I, I would love uh, something that I added to the, to the show is a little mini lightning round. So it's sort of like your answer in a short bit. Should someone buy fully renovated property or a flip? Flip. Do you recommend buying in Canada or in the U.S.? Right US. now, I know the market's a bit crazy. U.S.? US? Yep. Okay. Mountain or beach views do you recommend? Beach view. What is the worst advice someone has given you? In general or real estate related? It could be whatever you want. Uh, the worst advice someone has given me is don't bother opening Londano Realty Group with your personal name. Buy a franchise. You'll make more money. <laughs> Too bad. So sad for that person. <laughs> Idiot. Um, what is the best advice someone has given you? Um <sighs> The best advice someone has given me came from the worst person, but it was the one of the best. One, I can't give you the best because the best was my father. My father yeah. told me to get into real estate. So yeah. there we go. Forget the other person. Okay. What is something you would have told your younger Tetsiana self before she started in real estate? Don't worry about it. If you love what you do, the money will come. What is something that you wish more people knew about you? That I'm not a bitch. <laughs> and given the fact that this show is called No Ceilings to make, you know, more um, more ladies just be inspired to do um, whatever it is that they want to do in their lives, what would you say has been your No Ceilings moment? I'm sure you've had a lot, but, you know, the, a moment where you were the most proud. God. Or it could be top three because you probably have many, but. Top three moment. Okay. I have to say it. When I had my babies. Yeah. I'm so proud. But I was proud. I, I, it wasn't like, yeah, my baby, I'm so proud. No. I got the mountain nine minutes and the other one in three minutes. I mean the Woo-hoo. I mean the sports of it all. So very proud of those children. So mm. two wonderful, beautiful kids plus my stepson. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. But that was a labor of love. Okay. So with that said, children, uh, number two, I think the company speaks for itself. Yeah. Londano Realty, come on. If you think of everything that could have gone wrong, everything could have gone wrong. Yeah. Who the heck is going to join an agency with that Colombian immigrant last name? We don't know if it's Greek, Italian, or Spanish. What is that? Why would I join Londano when I could join Sutton? Why would I join Londano when I could join Remax? And remember, I wasn't a Francophone. So for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, 
in Quebec, you need French. Okay. So with, with that said, we weren't the biggest francophones, but we did it anyway with my Mm. broken French. um, And that is a huge success. The company, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of my realtors. There are real estate agents that have been with me. They have been with me for a decade, for over a decade. Mm. I've been open 15 years. I have realtors been with me since day one. Loyal to the core. I want to thank them. And of course, my partner, Oren, who is Mm. also my baby daddy. I love him. We're one big family, one big modern family. And uh, yeah, so he is the father of my children. And he, without him, the company wouldn't be open. It wouldn't. Because look at me. Here I am doing podcasts. Who's running the company right now? Okay, so it is a labor of love. Third thing I'm, uh, do you say most proud of? Yeah. I have to tell you, I'm very proud of the TikTok. Do you know yes. What I'm a winner. Anything I do is going to happen. So I'm very proud of TikTok, and I'll tell you why. You know, many people said that that's the children's app. But in 2020, when we were all sitting on our yeah. couches, okay, because we weren't allowed out of the house, that's a kid's app. What are you going to do, dance tat? Oh, my God, look at Tatiana telling everybody she's a millionaire. Like, it's, they didn't get it, you know? Yeah, they don't get it. And it's not even worth giving them a airtime. I'll tell you why. Because what I want to do is get the positive out of it. Third Mm -hmm. biggest moment. I am the queen of real estate TikTok. Let's make people laugh here. A little bit of my attitude coming through. All right. I have to say that if you believe in something, don't stop. Yeah. At middle age, people will still make fun of you. People will still say you can't do it. The opportunity with TikTok at 2.8 million going on 2.9 will get to 3 million in 2003, 2023. That I'm proud of. I am so proud. It's not about me. It's about what I can share with the world that you don't have to put up with the circumstances you're in. You could change your life by focusing, being motivated, and being disciplined. And with those three things, you can make nothing. You could take nothing and make something yeah. out of it. So don't listen to people. People will still, they'll, you've done everything. You've built a billion-dollar business. You've written a book. You've been on TV. They'll still laugh at you. Yeah. If people want to follow you, clearly they can follow you on TikTok, on Instagram as well. They can go on your website um, to reach out. And yeah, it's 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 been such a pleasure. It's my pleasure. And thanks for, it's an honor for me because the fact that you think I have in, something interesting to say is yeah. truly like I'm, I'm humbled. Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you loved what you listened to, please make sure to rate and review on any audio player and tune in next time. See ya.